Coach Becca here talking all things health and fitness with Core Fitness and Performance, a functional fitness gym located in Newport, Minnesota. All right, I'm here with McKay. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit on nutrition. McKay, can you just tell us a little bit about your um, the Core Method, your uh, nutrition company, what you do? Yeah, so I had gotten certified in nutrition coaching um, a couple years back through Nutritional Coaching Institute. Um, and my kind of goal going into it, number one, obviously just learning more about nutrition and the world of nutrition, but number two, you know, helping people primarily lose weight was my, I guess, kind of, you know, and right now bread and butter, like lose weight sustainably and while still, you know, consuming the foods that they love, you know, still going out for pizza with family and, um, you know, having a glass of wine and whatever. So that was, that was my kind of end goal of, you know, getting my, a nutrition cert and um, creating a company. And so the core method, it stands for knowledge, ownership, routine. And Jesse and I had started it a little over a year. And now we've grown our team into five different coaches. So Jesse and I, uh, we primarily kind of focus on weight loss, um, performance nutrition. And I do a lot with like reverse dieting and just making sure, you know, if someone comes to me that they have a good relationship with food and they respect food and their body. And I think that over, you know, dropping five pounds is way more valuable and we also have two dietitians and one emily she specializes in uh, female hormone health gut health and our other dietitian kelsey she does a lot of sports nutrition work as well um some reverse dieting um, and then our recent add-on maddie she's a nutrition coach and she actually uh teaches at bethel oh, cool. um, a nutrition class. Yeah. So she has just impressive background stuff. I mean, she's worked in like a diabetes clinic. Um, and she, I think she loves like diving into the psychology of nutrition and food and just the relationship with it too. So, awesome. But I think she does want to kind of dive into more sports nutrition as well. So we, we kind of, you know, have our niches, but we're we're a great team that kind of balance each other out and we learn from each other and yeah sounds like you have a really good wide range of coverage there too yeah yeah and I think especially if someone signs on or you know shows interest we do you know screen our clients too so I wouldn't sign someone on that has SIBO even though you know I am battling with SIBO right now but I would not tackle that. You know, that is Emily's wheelhouse. So yeah, I think we have this kind of community where we can just bounce people off of each other. Okay. So I have a couple of things I want to tackle. Um, a couple of things we mentioned already might bring up some questions. So um, could you just, without getting super in depth, but if people haven't heard of re reverse dieting, could you kind of explain oh, that yeah. quickly? Yeah. So reverse dieting is exactly what it sounds like. So instead of dieting down, so removing calories, we're actually adding calories in. So reverse dieting, um, 
is usually implemented when someone comes to us and they're severely under eating. Let's say Becca came to me <laughs> eating eating like 11, 1200 calories. Oh, Becca would never do that. I she know, likes her food too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, and her end goal, and it usually always is, is, you know, to lose body fat. But our body is currently adapted at, you know, what she's consuming. So instead of saying, okay, well, you want to lose body fat, we cannot cut any more calories from where you're at right now. But, you know, putting health into perspective, um, you know, and just taking the long way, the long route um, into play, but adding calories back in. So adding 100 calories, you know, each week or every other week, just slowly kind of working Becca's intake back up to, you know, a decent number. And then we can have that conversation of actually, you know, dieting and losing body fat. How often do you, um, do you see that when a client comes to you You and they're just not eating enough? Quite often. Yeah. We actually, one of my, one of my really, really awesome clients, um, if she ever listens to this, she probably will know that I'm talking about her, but she came to me. I mean, severely under eating and very cardio heavy gal as well, you know, wanting to lose weight. And we've actually been reverse dieting, not actively, but we've been trying to, you know, get her comfortable with consuming a lot more food for about a year now. And that's just, you know, that's the nitty gritty behind what our body actually like responds to and is like, hey, I'm. I'm only being fed, you know, 11, 1200 calories, but you want X, Y, and Z out of me. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to give you that. So by giving it some TLC and just, you know, feeding it up and, you know, preparing it to actually cut said calories, it can be a really, really long process. So, yeah. And that's, and that, I mean, I love our podcast today because it's all about performance nutrition and, and fueling and, you know, making sure that we are recovering from our workout. And I think when people, especially as adults, they've been on that roller coaster of dieting or they, you know, Mm -hmm. you hear the calories in, calories out. It's so simple, right? But Mm -hmm. like you kind of touched on, your body gets used to that lower calories, lower calories, lower calories, and that kind of just stops working. I'm sure people have a hard time tell them, they say, I want to lose weight. You say, I want you to eat more. Um, what, what are what are some ways, some tactics that you use to to approach that or to help people understand why oh, you're doing that's, that? That's a really good question. It's a lot of a lot of trust. I mean, you you know, you find me or whatever coach, whoever coach on the internet, and you know, you original originally create this bond with them, saying, okay, yeah, I mean, I could trust them. Let's hire them. And they have these grand goals, you know, they feel motivated, they're ready to, you know, drop weight. And then your coach comes back with, yeah, like you, this is not what we're going to do right now. But um, it's a lot of reassuring. And it's a lot of looking at the bigger picture and saying, I don't ever want to like scare anybody. But it's just the realization of like, do you want to be where you currently are at a year from now or six months from now you know we have to put that work in of actually giving your body what it needs before taking it away if that makes sense so 
yeah a lot of reassurance a lot of trust and a lot of patience maybe this is different for everybody but how quickly do they I would imagine initially some of the things they're going to start to feel is better performance in the gym when they increase those Mm -hmm. calories um sleeping better just feeling better generally yeah. Sometimes do they actually see improvements on the scale if that's what they're focused on, even though they're eating more? Yeah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> so there's there's kind of three different and I'll try to make this quick too, but there's there's three different kind of routes when you do a reverse diet. So and this is all, you know, person dependent, super individualized. So even telling someone like, yeah, we could see this is just almost empty promises because you don't know how their body is going to respond. But, you know, the first, first route is, you know, they could just maintain their weight. So if we could maintain, you know, what they weigh right now, not even talking about body composition, but if we, you know, maintain their weight, but go from 1200 to 1800 calories, I mean, that is a huge win. Because scale, I mean, you could tell someone over and over that, you know, let's try not to pay attention to the scale, like don't let it get you down. But it does. I mean, it it has that effect on you. And so to see someone hold their weight during a reverse diet is always, you know, breath of fresh air, like, oh, yay, you know, they're not, they're not super, um, I don't know, let down, I guess, by this whole long process. And then um reverse you know aspects of things we could see someone gain weight and that is you know that's what we call healing pounds and I yeah. don't know who came up with that but I like you know, that these five these five eight ten pounds that you did put on in the process of getting you eating a normal decent amount of food is they were necessary and I think that's a really really hard to swallow too is like but I came to you wanting to lose weight like why am I gaining weight and I think you know this is kind of why I got into nutrition because you could buy a template off of you know whatever guru was selling a weight loss template but if that template doesn't know that you're you know consuming 1200 calories there's no way you're going to progress you know in any way so right and then you know, the golden, golden child, the client will lose weight during a reverse diet. So that is, I don't want to say rare, but harder to come by. But I've also seen, you know, weight gain, but body composition changes. So inches lost and, you know, progress pictures just look better too. So after I got you all off sidetrack there with the reverse dieting, um, let's uh, jump right into the performance nutrition. And performance nutrition, um, we'll kind of base it off of not necessarily, you know, gen pop, walking into a gym. We'll do a little bit more of like an athlete and, you know, for those CrossFitters out there, people that are pressing that RX button every day that are, you know, maybe doing some extra endurance work or even just more like bodybuilding um, on the sides of actual class times. So someone that actually really, really wants to push their performance in the gym. So this is going to be kind of geared towards, towards those people. 
Um, but I kind of want to break it down into five specific things. First one is overall calories. The second two, breaking down a little bit more into carbs and, and protein. Fourth one, hydration and electrolytes. Fifth and sixth, more like sleep quality, quantity, you know, resting outside the gym. And then I'll touch on supplements. So okay. I guess there is six points. Okay, so yeah, let's let's dive into, I guess first, what is performance nutrition? And I'll try to make these segments kind of quick and to the point. Um, but I want to bring up the triangle of awareness model, and that's essentially from Jason Phillips. And he is the one who started um, Nutritional Coaching Institute, the certification that I went through. But his model is three points and it's aesthetics, longevity, and performance. So this model basically says there's three different ways to approach nutrition, lifestyle, you know, diet to get, you know, any of these goals. So performance, if you're wanting to perform and recover, you know, to the best of your ability, we are going to be eating a little bit different than someone that wants to lose body fat. And those two people are going to be eating different for someone who is trying to balance their hormones or working on some gut health issues. So I think, you know, and a lot of times when people do, you know, hire me as their nutrition coach, they say, I want to lose body fat and I want to gain muscle. (laughs) And I have to tell them, like, I have to be the bad guy saying, okay, that's two different goals. (laughs) So losing muscle or losing muscle, losing fat requires, you know, an energy deficit, caloric deficit, and gaining muscle requires a surplus. And so that's kind of where nutritional periodization comes from. So dieting three months, you know, maintenance surplus phase for three to six months, dieting again, but that's very, you know, time consuming. And that's technically the right way to do it. But People are very impatient. <laughs> and yeah. Um, so, you know, back to back to your question, performance nutrition. Um, so my biggest, you know, number one number one thing topic I want to talk about is your calories and just making sure that you're actually eating enough to support what you're doing in the gym. Um, and I don't I mean people can look up, you know a TDEE calculator or, you know, try to find how many calories they should be eating every day. But I think, you know, do bring up my fitness pal or chronometer and start plugging in your food, you know, maybe for two full weeks and just see, take tabs on how recovery is, how energy is, how your workouts are feeling in the gym, how your sleep is, how your mood is. And then pay attention to, you know, your body composition and maybe the scale and measurements. Are you losing weight? Okay, you know, work your food up. Are you gaining weight? Okay, maybe work your food down a little bit, you know, finding that sweet spot. But I will say, you know, for people who are super just curious on, oh, I wonder how many calories I should actually be eating. <laughs> take your take your body weight and either multiply it by 14, 15, or 16. And that's kind of the range where we want to fall. 14, I would say more so, you know, the one hour a day CrossFit, maybe five times a week. Um, and you're just looking to really just get fit 
and recover and, you know, fuel. Um, the 15 is probably the same, but you're maybe pushing a little harder and you're maybe a little bit more active outside of the gym. So let's say you're hitting, you know, eight to 10,000 steps. And then 16 can be, you know, you're just kicking ass in the gym, doing maybe five, six days a week, accessory work outside of that. And you're just very active outside. Even when it's, you know, negative 13 degrees, you're just moving, <laughs> just racking up those steps. But um, that's kind of a general, like, multiplier if you guys want to kind of play around with that. But do not quote me on any of those numbers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will, you know, calories are definitely your, your best friend. So if you want to fuel and recover, make sure you're eating enough. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, that definitely ties into our next one breaking the calories down even further into carbohydrates and protein carbohydrates you know it, they have i mean a number of benefits on performance and recovery but carbohydrates <laughs> are scary no aren't we told that we're not supposed <laughs> to overdo carbohydrates you know we are told that because society and dieting just they mess everything up (laughs) (laughs) no but so if you I mean especially for athletes and people who are actually wanting to fuel and recover you need carbohydrates and especially crossfitters I mean anything more you know than that what is it minute a minute to a minute 30 that glycolytic pathway exercise anything more than that I mean you need glucose to fuel and so when people come to me saying you know oh I'm doing keto and crossfit and I feel like (laughs) shit and I can't sleep and I was like you know like yes let's let's just introduce more carbs and see how you feel um but yeah carbohydrates I mean quicker recovery in and outside you know of the gym so in between sets Um, you know, having sufficient glycogen stores is gonna make you fuel and just make you work that much harder. People don't realize, you know, the benefit of a carb (laughs) carb intake. Especially Um, for for performance. Exactly. If that's what we're fueling for. Yeah. Yeah. And just to give some takeaway tips here, and just for people to kind of think about and work on making sure that, of course, we're consuming carbohydrates throughout the whole day instead of just pre-workout and post-workout and saying it does take your body right around four to five hours to actually digest your carbohydrates before making that usable fuel so your 60 to minute and a half pre-workout snack is doing nothing for you in terms of energy it's more so like a blood sugar stabilizer before you go into your workout if you want to fuel for your workouts in the CrossFit gym, think of your, you know, breakfast, lunch, and your dinner and having some sort of carbohydrate source at those meals before you even go work out to the gym, work out at the gym. But I will say, you know, that pre-workout snack, you know, the hour to hour and a half or even hour and a half to two hours, just individually, you know, individual dependent on how you feel with food in your stomach. But that's that's definitely going to help you feel 
like you're ready to go in the gym, you know, blood sugar stabilized, you're ready to kind of push it. But that's all with carbs. Um, okay, cool. They're super important, super, super, super important. How would you break that down in our kind of our, you know, guideline? I'm saying in air quotes um, for the yeah. the total ca- calories. So for somebody um, for performance nutrition, where would you what percent yes. scales would you give to carbs? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so instead of percent with especially with, you know, some studies and, and different nutrition certs, they use the kilo kind of conversion, grams, kilo, kilograms, whatever. But what I typically do, I don't really focus so much on percentages. I will actually set someone's protein first and then see, okay, are they doing CrossFit? You know, what's their goal right now? I'll set pro I'll set fat. So protein, fat, and then I'll give the rest of the calories to carbs. Okay. But you know, to give people kind of a number to play with again, play with anywhere from like two to five grams per kilogram of your body weight and put that to carbs. So that's a lot of, a lot of thinking, a lot of math, but think, okay, I weigh 150 pounds. And so three, let's say three grams per kilogram of my body weight, that's going to be about 200 carbs. If I want a little bit more than that, and if I need, I just can tell I need more carbs than that. I can work that up anywhere from like two to 300 grams of carbs. And that is very, very dependent on metabolic health. You know, where are you sitting right now with your carb intake? Um, yeah, what are you doing? Are you doing an hour of CrossFit and then, you know, sitting on your ass the rest of the day? Or are you moving? So very, very dependent. All right. Okay. All right. Um, so let's talk protein. Okay. Protein is, I think people view it as like, you know, the bro, the bro macro and getting your protein in. But, you know, if you are putting in the work in the gym, and you aren't consuming enough protein I mean your muscles are hungry they're they're needing something to come in and rebuild and that's amino acids so when you break when your body breaks protein down you know the amino acids will go go to your muscles and and build them back up and repair them I will say you know a heavy emphasis on like if people if people listen to that and say oh okay I'll just you know, increase my protein and just eat only protein. I mean, that eating a shit ton of protein does not equate to just more muscle mass. I mean, there is, you know, a certain point where at that, you know, that threshold of, okay, more protein is not going to do any good. Let's put those calories back into carbohydrates and fuel and recover your your efforts in the gym and then we can just you know stick to stick to your current protein intake but I will say you know for for athletes and leaner individuals so someone that does not have to lose you know a significant amount of amount of body fat I will say try to aim for like one gram per pound of your body weight um to start with. And for some, you know, for some males eating that, you know, 200 grams of protein, sorry if you hear dogs, 
That's all right. Dog is barking. Um, so, you know, some 200 pound guys eating 200 grams of protein, that's a job in itself to get that much protein in for sure. Um, but I would say, you know, if, if muscle mass is important to you, I would not drop below 0.8 grams of your body weight. Okay. So anything less than that, um, we're just, you know, not doing, doing our muscles the job that it actually needs. And I know we're talking about performance nutrition, but even dieting, you know, keeping your protein high and resistance training, that's going to ensure that you're preserving your muscle mass when you're dieting as well. So in your example of 150 pounds that you gave, um, for the carbs. Mm -hmm. So with the protein, that's how much you would eat 150 grams of protein. Um, or that's what you would kind of where you would start. Yeah, that's where, yep. That's where I would start. Um, but anywhere, you know, really anywhere from like 0.8 to one, maybe 1.2 if someone just really easily consumes you know protein it's not it doesn't feel like a job to them yeah um of their body weight yeah and that you ideally should spread out evenly kind of throughout the day so we're not front loading it we're not back loading it we're just you know breakfast lunch dinner kind of evenly spread it out and even if even if you want to do you know after your workout want to do a protein shake and some type of carbohydrate source. Um, that would be, that would be a really good kind of post-workout. And especially, you know, with CrossFit being very, very intense. I mean, your body is switched into this hyper aware and just, uh, what word am I thinking of? Your cortisol is high. You're just, you're just kind of on another level. And I mean, rightfully so you just did a high intensity workout and you need carbohydrates to bring you back down to that rest and digest state. So for people that say, you know, Oh, I don't eat carbs, but (laughs) you're doing an hour spin class or something is, is a little absurd (laughs) in my mind. Yeah. Not the healthy way to approach it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, so I know we have a couple of other things. (laughs) I, I wanted to say, for those who don't know, I am one of your nutrition clients. I've worked with you for a long mm-hmm. time. I had already tracked and counted before, so this all like makes total sense to me. Um, for some people, it may be like speaking a different language. Yeah. So I was yeah. just going to say, like for people who are um, curious and involved, this is all super great information, but hire a nutrition coach, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, find the core method on, we'll add a (laughs) link in the thing. And this is not by any means a commercial, but it, (laughs) it, it is helpful. Even if it's just a few months to get you started, um, it, somebody who knows you clearly know what you're talking about. Um, so it's just like having that support and somebody Mm -hmm. to point you in the right direction, whether you are, trying to fuel for performance or lose weight or yeah. anything, but okay. Sorry to, sorry yeah. to derail, but, um, so, no, that was, uh, yeah, good intermission. so are we at hydration? 
pie duration. Let me look at my list. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I think it's really funny. Um, one of my actually current clients, she is a coach at a different CrossFit gym as well. But it's funny because we, I don't want to say we poke fun because that sounds mean, but people that are like slamming a gallon of water every single day and just thinking that it's doing them so much good, you know, just slamming a gallon of water is, it's a little excessive. So, I mean, yes, water is important, but there is such thing as consuming too much water. And I don't think people realize that either. Um, so I always say, okay, take, take your body weight and cut it in half and, you know, start working your water up to that number. And if you have a really sweaty workout day, especially, you know, on a August afternoon in Minnesota <laughs> or July, um, yeah. add, add like 15, 10, 15 ounces to half your body weight. Um, and also, you know, water is not what's hydrating you. It's your electrolytes. I mean, it takes two to tango. So if you don't have sodium and potassium and magnesium and all of those, then you're, you know, you're not hydrating to the best of your ability. So for athletes out there, salt your food, um, salt your food, salt, salt, salt. And yeah, make sure you're drinking, you know, half your body weight at least, at least, and not, not really chugging it till your water or till your, till your pee is like translucent that's that's a sign of too much water so you you do want a little bit a little bit of yellow in there not neon <laughs> that's more so like vitamins <laughs> going through yeah but um yeah and even if you want you're like oh gosh okay where do i supplement if you want to get a supplement powder liquid iv or lmnt elements um or i think it's pronounced Ultima. Those are all great um, electrolyte powders that you can sip on during your workout, during the day, after your workout, whenever. Oh, I was doing um, one called Relight. Um, but you just got me onto that element. Oh, the the, yes. the ma- mango chili. Oh, when I when I first read that, I was like, "What? What is this?" And I think that's the one that I opened and I accidentally like inhaled it a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, this is strong," but I'm gonna try it. I actually ordered a pack of it. Yeah, that. Oh, um, and they have a watermelon salt one too that I really love. So that's what yeah. I have right now. But the yeah. Oh, nice! I'll trade you a watermelon for it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The mango one is like my little treat right now. It's just got that Ooh. little kick in it. Ooh. But you don't have to tell I, me twice to salt, salt, salt my food. Yeah. If anybody picks on me, I'm just going to say you told me to. So, yeah. <laughs> what talk to her? <laughs> I love my salt. Yes. Yeah. I do too. All right. What are we on? Sleep. Sleep. Are you saying we can't just eat some stuff and go to the gym and then. <laughs> sleep like trash and we'll be fine i i wish i could say that but no (laughs) (laughs) sleep is like a secret weapon i think 
And I think for people that are not sleeping to the best of their ability, we have to figure something out and get you sleeping. So for athletes, you know, at least a minimum of eight hours a night. Um, and that's just get you insured. Know, that's another form of recovery. You know, you're doing everything right. You're doing mobility. You're doing Ramwad. You're, you know, flushing everything out at the end of a workout. You're going, you're getting your steps in. You're eating your carbs and your protein. And um, you should be sleeping. You know, we cannot afford to sleep like shit and to keep killing it in the gym. So quality of sleep, yes, is there. Um, recommendation. You know, always, always talk to your doctor before, you know, taking any of this advice and doing it, you know, on yourself. Um, but recommendation is to supplement some magnesium before you go to sleep. So magnesium glycinate or glycinate um, is going to just help kind of shift your body into that deeper sleep and just get a little bit more quality sleep as well. So, so. When we were talking earlier, um, I mean, I could talk to you about this forever and on and on and on. Um, But I do think um, in our space specifically, also you being part owner of a CrossFit gym or owner, Mm -hmm. co-owner, I don't know what you guys call it. You know, obviously the performance, nutrition, totally fitting. Um, I think nutrition for uh, weight loss also probably very fitting um, mm-hmm. So we probably could have a whole episode just on that. And then yeah. when you just said, talk to your doctor, it made me think of this, just the whole, like, what I kind of see the direction of CrossFit going, CrossFit for mm-hmm. Health and, and KFP specifically is not that we're trying to replace doctors, but medical yeah. doctors, the general practitioners are just so overwhelmed and not in a place to be dealing with this kind of thing where um, mm-hmm. some uh, somebody at our gym specifically who has you as a resource, who has um, Brayden, who's going to school to be a chiropractor, Lexi, who's going to be a school, going to school to be a physical therapist, just so many good resources. And again, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, talk to your doctor. We're not trying to take that away, but mm-hmm. we're trying what well, I'd love to do a whole episode just on that nutrition for health, like, and just a healthy lifestyle, that longevity um, portion of it. That is just really, really huge too. It always makes me think of um, Ben Bergeron uses the example of doctors and he compares them to lifeguards and swim coaches. Mm -hmm. So like the, the doctors, the medical is is like a lifeguard they're there you know to to save your life you you break a bone you get in a car crash we need doctors um but we also need somebody to be that swim coach and I I feel like maybe I feel like this because I'm in this space but I feel like you know the the CrossFit world is kind of starting to fill that space to teach people how to take care Mm -hmm. of themselves better um, so that they don't need that lifeguard as often Agreed. Yeah. So agreed I'd love, 100%. yeah, I'd love to talk about that, the nutrition aspect of that on a, on another yeah. episode sometime. And that's, that's definitely the longevity part of the triangle of awareness. Yeah. And, you know, we're not a high level athlete that needs to crush sweetest fish 
<laughs> you know, yeah. in the middle of a workout to keep going because they have four hours of training in their morning session. And I think, yeah, especially CrossFit gyms around the Twin Cities um, and just getting people gen pop in there, you know, they just want to get healthy and fit and they just want to, you know, get strong. I think that's, that's huge for trainers and coaches to recognize that. Um, nutrition is a big part of that. That isn't always um, mm-hmm. paired as closely as it should be. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think most people who come into a CrossFit gym, I stand by CrossFit. I think it's super successful. You want to be fit. You want to live long. You want to be able to take care of yourself. I, I think I stand by that. Um, I think you make some tweaks with your nutrition and it just exponentially yeah. helps I mean, it that. changed your life. Oh, changed my life completely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it did. That's, yeah, look at you. that's for sure. You're kicking ass. <laughs> you kick my ass every day. <laughs> I mean, that's not true, but I try. I just, I just try. I want to be able to, you know, take care of myself when I'm older. I want to be able to play with my grandkids yeah. If yeah, I have exactly. them, if when yeah. I have them, and if maybe when. maybe my maybe my great grandkids even. I mean, you just never. Oh, uh, you're gonna be around, yes. You know, I think when a high level athlete or someone that is prioritizing, you know, the recovery and fueling their performance in the gym, I think there is a place, you know, for supplements. We just have to make sure all four or five things that we just talked about, we have to make sure those are dialed in first before throwing powders and pills, you know, at something. So I will say that first, but, you know, as we dive into it, especially for, you know, performance nutrition, there's four or five different things I kind of want to chat about. But the first thing is um, a protein powder. So just (laughs) disclaimer here, protein powder is not magical. I mean, it's not going to make you gain 20 pounds of muscle overnight. It's simply, (laughs) simply to get, you know, 20, 25 grams of protein in super quickly, very efficiently. So if you drink that shake, you have 25 grams of amino acids going straight to your muscles right then and there after your workout. So post-workout, you know, protein powder would be great and if you don't do protein powder just make sure you're eating some type of meal with protein and of course carbohydrates and we haven't talked a whole lot about fat in this episode because i think there's a time and a place to really dial in fat and make sure you know we're eating adequate amount but when you're fueling and performing in the gym we don't really focus on it if that makes sense and that's where again the triangle of awareness comes into play so if performance is your goal we're making sure that protein and carbs are dialed in and of course fat fat's in there it is um that's just not our priority longevity though and hormone balance and just overall like health fat is super 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 important okay going back to the supplements (laughs) Um, protein powder i mean there's a few different obviously different proteins out there um i would suggest some type of whey protein um, it's just, you know, easier to digest and it's, it's quicker to digest. Um, if anyone does casein powder, that's a slower digesting protein powder. Um, you can take that right before you go to bed. So, um, your body 
is kind of munching on that all night and trying to digest it. If your stomach kind of tolerates, you know, dairy, a carb powder. So for people and this, you know, carb powder, carb supplements are not super important for, you know, people just going in the gym and getting a good workout in and going home and, you know, getting on with their lives. But people that really want to prioritize um, their, you know, recovery, especially look into some type of carb powder um, or highly branched cyclic dextrin. I always get that kind of mumble jumbled in my mind. So I had to slow uh-huh. down. So that is a supplement where your body is obviously going to, you know, munch it up and use it as direct fuel. And it's going to digest super, super quick compared to, let's say a banana or something. Okay. So someone that is looking for, you know, some type of carb powder. So highly branched cyclic dextrin or go to your local GNC, see what they recommend. Um, um, but protein powder, carb powder, that would be a good pulse workout you know, drink you're sipping on while you're rolling out or something, or just a banana and your protein powder. You don't have to get fancy with the carb powder. And creatine monohydrate, at least, you know, five grams daily does not matter when you take it. Um, You can even add it, you know, to your post-workout shake so you know it's in there and you don't have to mix it with water and take it, try to remember to take it. Um, But that is... I mean, you know, for strength gains, muscle gains, endurance gains, all, all the gains in the strength world and muscle world. Um, and that kind of ties into beta alanine as well. So if you have taken a pre-workout and your face ended up with, you know, tingles or your chest is tingly, you know, that tingle sensation, that is from beta alanine. So uh, what it does is essentially for your muscle endurance um, and cardiovascular endurance as well, but um, it, it improves the muscle endurance um, and aerobic, anaerobic performance as well. So if you want to look into that, feel free um, anywhere from like two to five grams of it daily. And those are, you know, supplements that are really, really, really not necessary for the everyday, you know, CrossFitter just looking to get fit. Um, and then even looking into caffeine. So two to six, what they, what, you know, science and research recommends is two to six milligrams per kilos of your body weight. So per kilogram. Um, so that's for me, that's anywhere around like 150 to 400 milligrams of caffeine, which I would not do 400 milligrams of caffeine before workout. <laughs> I'm just, I'm super sensitive to caffeine. So like 200 is probably like my limit. And especially before like a CrossFit high intensity workout, <laughs> I don't want to get my heart going and then push it even more. I don't know. So play, play with caffeine and pre-workouts and, you know, obviously try not to take any type of stimulant or caffeine before bed. So if you're an evening worker outer, try to avoid that. If nutrition, if sleep, if recovery, if if all of that is on point, you should not need a pre-workout. Oh, I'm going way back to my pre-workout meal chat. So for some of you, 5, 15, 6, 15 a.m. 
badasses at core kfp um don't Cur- feel like i like to, to call them the crazies but <laughs> that's just that's just me <laughs> i told becca once i'm like you gotta go to that 515 class becca she's like no i don't want to do that I'm like i think no. that'd be fun just you know but yeah there's they're a good bunch of people. They're crazy, but they're good. <laughs> we'll <keep> yes. <laughs> yes. Pre-workout meal for you guys is not going to be at 4.15 a.m. or 3.30 a.m. Like, do, please don't set your alarm to eat something before you go work out. Make sure your pre-workout meal is going to be the your dinner the night before. So having some type of, you know, carbohydrate source, um, and now we can, I did kind of write down a few, well, one percentage for your morning athletes, but of your daily calories, think of like 25 to 30% of your carbs at dinner um, for fueling, you know, for the day after. For the next day. That makes sense. Yeah. Potatoes, pasta, rice, you know, tortilla, any type of carb source that's going to help you wake up feeling good. I don't really want to touch on, you know, consuming some type of intra-workout carb source just because, you know, athletes at KFP, if anything, you know, it's maybe an hour and a half workout if they do something after class. Um, But, you know, with the competition coming, and this episode might not air before that, but the competition coming this weekend um you know obviously there's three events so making sure that you do have some type of carb source in between those events is gonna yeah. be ideal too but especially like endurance you know athletes who are running marathons and doing that hard stuff that i will never do again <laughs> <half marathon. laughs> you know making sure that you have some type of sugar on board that you're consistently feeding yourself and marathon runners I will tell you they do not do that for longevity because it's hard on their body and what they have to consume is not structured for longevity so that is another performance you know aspect of the triangle of awareness right so to that point the CrossFit Games athletes are that next level right their CrossFit is healthy for you it can get you fit it can it can make you live long they're the ones doing it for sport or are almost taking it to that Mm -hmm. i was gonna say extreme that might not be there but they some of the stuff they are doing is not healthy for longevity exactly because of just the 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 time the intensity the level of training um anything at that level food yeah the amount of food that you need and the amount of carbohydrates that you need is unreal yeah and in the sources too I mean you don't want to eat 400 grams of carbs worth of sweet potatoes I mean you're gonna be stuck <laughs> to the gills and you're gonna have digestive issues like right you need to have some type of like candy or Gatorade or something that you can just that's where the for your buck. Swedish fish come in yeah. <laughs> I was on board when you said that but I know like I'm not a high level athlete, but <laughs> I'll still eat those. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh all right. So I think we covered well, we did cover a ton of stuff. I think we, we covered did. and I probably left out quite a bit too. So 
if so, you guys have any questions after you know listening to this. I mean, that's the hard thing with something like um, <laughs> nutrition, and especially since this is our first episode, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. where do we start? Even where do you drill yeah. down? Because um, there are so many, you know, there's the the three points that you were talking about. And, you know, yeah. there's so many things within each of those. So it is kind of hard. Um, I think we I think you did a really good job. We got a lot of information um, out. We've got a we I got you off tangent to begin with. And then, you know, you we got back on track to the specific um, to performance. But it's a really yeah. big topic and especially for our first conversation i think i think it was good um can you think of anything right now that you want to make sure to say that you want to finish with um make sure you guys are eating enough <laughs> please or else come see me and we can reverse diet you <laughs> yeah yeah i no, would say to make sure you know every meal and this is longevity but every meal has some type of protein, carbon, fat, you know, well-rounded. We're not cutting out food groups. We're not getting weird with our food. Just making sure protein, carbon, fat, every single meal, and we're consuming enough calories to reap the benefits of what you're doing in the gym. And sleep. Put your phone down. (laughs) Go to bed. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, check out thecoremethod.com or shoot me a message. Links are in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll be here building unbreakable humans through knowledge, ownership, and routine.